A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Wrestle Culture. <clears throat> what the f's going on? Joined by Phil Chambers and Michael Sidgwick from What Culture to discuss all the goings on in wrestling this week. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Tupac, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on Wrestle Culture. As I said, though, joined by Phil and Sidgwick. Uh, and yeah, I, I didn't do a song this week. I didn't feel appropriate because it's been. One of the maddest weeks I've ever had since I started working at What Culture. This Stone Cold apparently returning at WrestleMania, but let's start, Phil, with Cody Rhodes not only quitting AEW but returning to WWE. Why are you starting there? No one's talking about that this week. No one. <laughs> it's mental. No one had Cody Rhodes as the first person to leave AEW. Like when we were talking about it, and like, oh, the contracts those first, like three-year contracts are all coming to an end. Who's going to be the first one to jump ship over to WWE? Not one single solitary person picked nope. Cody Rhodes out of this, and it's absolutely mad. And the way it's all come about as well, with the uh, in wrestling without a contract for a while and doing the promos in the ring and things, and then this all coming out this week, and then like just the way it's all trickled out ever since that first initial announcement is absolutely mental. Yeah, as with the Stone Cold thing, of course, it's all come down to money. Um, could you have seen this this coming? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, but then, it's one of those things where completely and utterly shocked, blindsided, wrong-footed, every single synonym adjective you want to put across on it, and then you realise, hang on, I'm not actually surprised. This is a man who's famous, infamous for betting on himself, mm. the man's drive, ambition, Self-valuation is enormous. One might argue that he's got a goddamn point. Look at how boring wrestling was for much <laughs> of this entire century. This man, in his ambition, in part, has made it completely interesting again, so it's quite fitting. But just on the subject of him betting on himself, like, this is ridiculous, but it's no less true. Think of the following words and how they all make sense and how the latter part of it doesn't. A... Very, very valuable top drawing superstar who's very good, right, at every aspect of pro wrestling, conceiving angles, selling angles, wrestling, a variety of styles, getting opponents over, getting himself over, cutting incredibly heartfelt and passionate promos, merchandising, marketing, is stepping foot into the biggest pro wrestling company on the planet, and it's still a massive gamble because that company sucks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it is abs it's a bigger bet on himself 
than getting the biggest non-WWE attendance of the goddamn decade, century. Mm. It, it should just be a perfect marriage and fit. Biggest wrestling promotion on earth with the most money, the most resources to do good things. Hires the biggest free agent imaginable in terms of the flex, the optics, the star power, and there's still a significant chance that they completely botch the most interesting, shocking development because they are so incredibly incompetent. He might be flying to Elimination Chamber as we speak. Oh, I just, I can't wait. What's he going to say? Like, what can he possibly say? We discussed this, and mm. if you want to check it out, um, wherever you get your podcast from, we did a long-form discussion with myself, Adam Wilborn, and the other dadly boy, Michael Hamflet, on Dream Opponents WrestleMania. I couldn't give a toss about that. He could work a five-star match <laughs> at WrestleMania in front of 100,000 people if they can actually flog the tickets in a dream match against his opponent that he's never worked. And I still would rather see the first promo, the first debut, rather than that match. What can he possibly say? He's a hell of a promo, but he's going to have to style it very, very well to explain. Yeah, yeah I spent the last three years uh, completely mugging this company off, but <laughs> accept me as your hero? I just, I cannot, it's going to be electrifying when he first comes out. Like, proper outsiders and WCW yeah. energy of just what on earth is going on. I can't wait for it. It feels like there's a blueprint to become a major star in WWE. You either have to be Roman Reigns. I know what the blueprint is, so remind me of this. Yeah, or you do what Drew McIntyre and Cody Rhodes have done and leave. Yeah, everybody that's come in the recent years of becoming a top star has done it by getting the hell out of WWE. And whether they've gone on to AEW or back to WWE again, or the common link is they left WWE to become (laughs) that star. Right, think about this. CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Becky Lynch. They did not want to promote any of them as top stars. They got over through force of will because the audience really wanted them to. Going down the line here, we've got John Cena. Absolutely people hated him. Like, the adult males in that crowd hated him. He goes away, and he comes back, and he's a star. Yeah. Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar at this point. He can turn up every week, but he used to get a star reaction by not being there a lot. Steve Austin isn't on TV every single week. He is obviously going to get massively over. The best way of getting over on WWE programming is to not appear on WWE programming. Roman Reigns yeah. goes away for much of the pandemic yeah. as a babyface, comes back. Oh, we like Roman again. It's <laughs> only because the terrible television isn't making you hate them. It's astonishing. And that leads <laughs> me back to Cody Rhodes. It's amazing that he's going to come. I'm fascinated by it. A little bit heartbroken as a guy who actually believes AEW is good. I'm not being funny. Like, I want him to succeed badly. Give him two months. Give him two months. He'll welcome us to Monday Night Raw. He'll work whoever. He's going to be there every week. He's going to be wrestling every week. He's going to be doing impromptu matches. Give him two months in this system, and we will not believe how crazy we are going right now because it will just feel so thoroughly, punishingly normal. WWE sucks. Do you think <laughs> he will go back to AEW? And I sense I know the answer to this, so when do you think he will go back to AEW? Oh, he's approaching his late 30s, if he's not in them already. He will be working a lot, but in a style that doesn't necessarily demand that he, oh, I don't know, set his back on fire, or <laughs> takes bumps off 10-foot ladders, or whatever. Um, he will be in decent nick still by the time this WWE run ends. Given what I know about him or what everyone knows about him, if he's not playing Roman Reigns in 
three, four, five years' time, you'll want to bounce. He genuinely thinks he's that guy. And fair enough, if you've got the, you can't yeah. do it without the ambition. Um, he'll go back to AEW. It'll be a beautiful story, or they'll work here and think it's a beautiful story, when in <laughs> fact he'll just have no options or a better money offer. Um, but yeah, at the end of this deal, he will be, he will be back in AEW someday. What do you think his reaction would be when he does come back, though? Because it's like, it's the, I mean, AEW has sort of almost like that sort of ECW kind of tribe mentality yes. of the audience kind of thing. And when people left... ECW back in the day and came back, they were like, yeah, you sell out, mother. (laughs) To a degree, when they left, they were like, you sold out, you sold out, you sold out, you sold out. The ACW fans were just as much marks as anybody else. They used to say, oh, Sid, he can't wrestle. He's one of those giant lummoxes in the cartoon world. The second he came in, like, yes, yes, (laughs) Sid. (laughs) Sandman broke their hearts, went to WCW as hack. Cheeky bastard actually got into shape as well. Love that, (laughs) love that. He actually was in shape as hack. They thought he sold out. He came back. Heroes reception. Mm. Raven came back. Heroes reception. Like, it'll be the exact same thing, I suspect. And, you know, as much as people get annoyed by the Cody character, people will forget the week-to-week feeling of him being Cody, basically. And they'll remember the Dustin match. They'll remember the Guevara match. They'll remember the MJF feud. They'll remember the Darby Allen match at full gear. They'll forget the week-to-week Penta stuff, and they'll just the nostalgia will deepen for that which he did brilliantly and was unanimously received as such. Just looking back at um, the recent weeks that I've had headlines for, for wrestling, which has been very eventful. Shane McMahon's got fight. Keith Lee's become all elite. John Moxley's returned. But this is a week like no other, Phil. This is a week where the Cody Rhodes story knocked the return of Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin to a wrestling ring off the uh, sort of headline of the, the news cycle. Yep. And it's it's pretty much guaranteed now. Stone Cold Steve Austin returning at WrestleMania for a match against Kevin Owens, what, 19 years last since he last wrestled? Yeah, and just the fact that Cody has knocked this off the top news spot is absolutely incredible in itself. Like the return that nobody ever thought would ever happen because A, Austin never seemed to really want it at all and be like his back issues and things. He just seemed like a guy who was out forever, outdone, whatever. Like, that's it. And him coming back after 19 years to wrestle at WrestleMania in his home state in Texas has been completely outshined by Cody leaving AEW. It just shows what AEW was built and what this kind of new war kind of thing is between them, that that's what's capturing the fans' imagination well over this huge star returning. Because WWE sucks. <laughs> WWE's any good people will be up for this, but the cynical perspective might explain why Cody's completely eclipsed it. Yeah, but I- even so, Stone Cold's Stone coming Cole's back, coming Bill. back. Against Kevin Owens, of all things. Stunner versus Stunner is actually going to happen. This was part of contract negotiations. Uh, possibly, possibly, because according to reports, it was all floated in December, which is when, around about the time Kevin yes. Owens re-signed. Um, oh, it feels we'll so... We'll give you Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> and Sammy will give you Johnny Knoxville, uh, WrestleMania. <laughs> it's absolutely, bal- like, it's just completely ballistic. Um, the initial omens, in my opinion, are not great. This Texas-themed Feud, given that it's obviously Austin's from Texas. They are struggling badly to sell out that enormous football stadium in Texas. I'm not from Texas. I'm from Lowfell Gateshead, and I currently reside in Hebron. <laughs> so I don't give a toss about Texas. You know, I don't really care about it. So 
I, mean, I care about Steve Austin to a degree. Mm-hmm. And he's, yeah, a bit of a knob in certain respects, but, you know, it's it's wrestling. Half of them are. Um, but it's a house show-flavored mid-card feud, ultimately. So it's hardly going to conjure fantasy booking of, you know, him bleeding out in the sharpshooter or working these white-hot brawls with dude love or just chinning the rock in these electrifying atmospheres. He's just going to work in a T-shirt probably for eight minutes. And when he debuts, Jimmy Smith is going to say, oh, my. (laughs) The problem with the Texas thing is it's kind of cute more than it is compelling in a way. And it's like you get the the old trope of like the heel going around from town to town, insulting each like individual sports team and things like that. Fine, but when you're installing one state, that's one out of 50 states in America, and then you have Canada and the UK and every other country across the world who does not give a crap about yeah, Texas. Yeah. Sorry, Texas. Like, why Why would they hate Kevin Owens? Just because he's having a go at Texas. Like, it's there's nothing there to It's just so bizarre. It's into. so empty. Yeah, I completely agree. And yet, it's one of those where it's like, all right, I don't care if you slug off Texas, but... And that glass shatters. Oh, yeah, 100%. That. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, when the glass shatters... Everyone's going to be back for that. Yeah, when the glass shatters, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people go mental, and he doesn't look like a complete disgrace. He's look, kept like, you know, much like Nick. The Undertaker. Congratulations on going on the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> as long as he doesn't look like that old uh, problematic arsehole in Saudi Arabia, I can possibly allow myself then to get jazzed. The thing about Steve Austin is that people can do cynical jokes all they like. He's not going to cut any scripted promos. Kevin Owens, in fact, has leeway over what he can say. So I expect the build to build upon the Texas stuff. Yeah. Uh, this should be better than cynical forecasts. The thing with the match as well with Stone Cold and the way his style sort of changed over time, the kind of brawling nature of everything is much easier to do yeah, when you get to point. that age. He doesn't have to be like fundamentally sound. He doesn't need to take big bumps or anything like that. They can brawl the hell out of that arena, which KO is also like well up for, and mm-hmm. taking massive bumps for Stone Cold. And I think like that, in terms of putting on a match, is way better than like seeing a Shawn Michaels, for example, <laughs> come back in a Saudi Arabia match yeah. and go, ah, this is not the Shawn we remember. That's a really good point, because Shawn made a disgrace of himself, a tit of himself, to be honest. Yep. The Undertaker, as I've said countless times, made a complete embarrassment of himself. <laughs> Goldberg, congratulations again, I'm going to congratulations <laughs> she's going to go into the Hall of Fame. Um, Goldberg style, this explosive jock monster, like he's, yeah, your granddad can't throw a touchdown. He yeah. can't do a spear. So that doesn't work. But it's a great point from Phil, like Austin's particular working style, um, which he had to evolve into because he was so broken in his prime. Yeah. yeah. Leads me to believe that, yep, Phil's completely bob on. Yeah, my question is not what's his knees like or what's his neck like. It's what's his arm like? I'm not even talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm talking about that bloke who used to throw in beers all the time who just used to... <laughs> oh, the, the spirals he'd throw on those. Him? Him? Yeah. Do you want to know what his arm's like? What? He got fired. He was Bring the, him home. <laughs> he was one of the most longest-tenured WWE employees, <laughs> the most longest-serving, loyal, always-there employees, timekeeper Mark Eaton, and they fired him. Because he's got a bit expensive, you know, cost of living, pay rises, and all the rest of it. Somebody ringing a bell. Some goober can do it. This <laughs> company is horrible. <laughs> but it's fine, they're going to put Curry Road as well. Um, I can briefly mention as well uh, the tease of a return for Samoa Joe earlier on this week. You excited about that? Where, where do you think he could end up? Could you, could you see him in AEW, for example? I could 100% see Samoa Joe on AEW working a kind of limited schedule coming in and out just for sort of big marquee matches. Uh, 
I think he's got easily enough left in the tank, probably, for like few blow-off matches a year rather than working like a full-time schedule or anything like that. And I think he himself seems like the guy who'd be ready to prove that he can still go and he can still do so much more than WWE, like, ever, ever let him do. And just the promos alone against anyone in w- in AEW. Like, Samoa Joe versus MJF in a promo battle. Oh. Is just, that's just absolutely fantastic. You don't need to see him wrestle every week. Just do those promos for weeks and then have one blow-off match. Yeah, I think half the reason why I was upset when WWE released him t- twice um, was uh, the fact of, yeah, obviously, I feel he probably should have held a, a world title for, for WWE. But putting that to one side... Why you would get rid of a wrestling brain, a wrestling voice like Samoa Joe, and just someone who could offer so, so much uh, across the board for me. It baffled me that they, they released him. But what do you reckon? You're AEW through and through, of course, Sid. Would you like to see him in there? Yes. It's not the kind of thing I'm hoping beyond hope happens, mm. if I'm honest. like I love Samoa Joe in the mid-2000s. But I just think he's been coasting on that reputation for far too long. He was great in WWE on the main roster of all places to a point. Um, but I just think that he's I don't know, he's got like discipline issues. He's not he can't go like he used to be able to go. Um when it happens, it will inevitably be great. I'd love to see a tag team with CM Punk. That would be absolutely incredible. It would, in fact, obscure his physical limitations to a point. Um, I kind of got knocked with Samoa Joe, though, mm. because if you're going to, like, lick the boot, make sure that you're glued to the floor. And he wasn't glued to the floor. He was released from WWE. They kind of, if you recall, made him some, like, an on-screen authority figure, but also, like, he was kind of a mascot for NXT mm. right as it was dying and he was like going to be a coach and all the rest of it and he was asked to be the mascot and do media rounds and I remember it distinctly he was asked about the forbidden door Samoa Joe who worked Kenta Kabashi in one of the most famous indie matches of all time in one of the best matches yeah. of all time or at least for that era was talking about or was rather asked oh, how cool is it now that AEW was uh, working with different companies. It's like, no, no, they shouldn't do that. They should just stick to their own roster. Uh, you wouldn't loan Lionel Messi out, would you? And like, well, no, but you would work Kenneth Kabashi. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would do some pro wrestling Noah ROH crossovers because that was awesome. And how do I know that? Because you were at the goddamn heart of it. <laughs> so he, he started licking the boot mm-hmm. and that, I'm not a big fan of that. They wouldn't touch him because they thought he was fat in 2005. And then in 2010, 21 after being released once he started licking the boot and being a hypocrite so uh, that pissed me off yeah I think that's fair enough I, I'd like to yeah I'm intrigued to see where you he couldn't ends up say oh, I wish I was an AEW rather than you know <laughs> being a puppet for someone who sacked us but I need the money it was just like have some god I have a backbone mm. Uh, let's briefly touch on the Wrestling Observer Awards that came out today, Sidge. Uh, Tag Team of the Year, The Young Bucks. Promotion of the Year, AEW. West Weekly TV Show, AEW Dynamite. Uh, match of the Year, Young Bucks vs. Lucha Bros. All Out. Feud of the Year, Kenny Omega vs. Hamang Page. Best Box Office Draw, CM Punk. Uh, most Improved, Take on T. Rookie of the Year, Jade Cargill. Best Major Wrestling Show, All Out. Um, best Booker, Tony Khan. Wrestler of the Year, Kenny Omega. I'm sensing a theme here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, people who are invested in pro wrestling enough to pay for a subscription and to watch a lot of it beyond the WWE umbrella have good taste. That's a theme I can sense. Look, I kind of guessed where all this was going. People tend to know where this is going. I agree with a lot of the picks. 
I was just disappointed that Ryan Satin hasn't logged on yet. <laughs> that's what it's all about it's not about the acclaim it's not about the prestige it's not about the accomplishments it's not about the debate it's about whether Ryan Satin can potentially further batter his reputation by trying to form a coherent <laughs> argument as to why Vince McMahon should win, it, win anything yeah I've, I've not gone on social media today for, th- for that exact reason in terms of the discourse around this I don't think you can make, make many I mean Roman Reigns came second a distant second but came second for the rest of the year Shingo Takagi Brian Danielson um, making up the top four uh, but I, I really can't really argue with almost any of these Phil yeah, I mean, it's all subjective. It's who you think is the best wrestler of the year, who you think was the best match of the year. If you disagree with it, then great. Have your own list and just put someone else at the top of it. It's like, that's all it is at the end of the day. Like, I don't get why you'd be so passionate about arguing against this thing when it's just a vote on the internet. Like, who really cares? Who got Booker of the Year in 2015? Do you know? No. Have you seen this? You heard about heard this? this? Mm-hmm. Booker of the Year in 2015 was Triple H. For his mm. genuinely exceptional work in NXT, yeah. right? Um, maybe it would behoove WWE to be good, <coughs> and then they could potentially win awards yeah. like they have <laughs> in the past. Unfortunately, WWE isn't good, so you don't get awards for being bad <laughs> unless you get worst shows. Yeah, yeah I missed them which they did. Yeah, which they did. <laughs> cleaned up there it's, it's, at the Razzies. It's quite a simple. <laughs> it's quite a simple process for me. <laughs> Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Uh, right, before we get to this week's hashtag bloody good quiz, Phil, of course, tomorrow is the Elimination Chamber premium live event. It will be yourself uh, and Michael Hamflet at a reasonable time. Yay, 4 p.m. or something. afternoon here in the UK, like lunchtime in the States. A bit I, uh, of blood money's good occasionally, isn't it? Uh, um, 
What do you reckon to this show? It, it, like, it's one of those where I talked a little bit about this on the, the pre- special preview podcast that me and Hamlet did. We'll go in more detail on that one. What culture wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from. The Saudi shows have changed from just weird spectacles where, like you say, you see the return of Shawn Michaels or whatever, or uh, Triple H versus John Cena or one of them, or was that an Aussie show? I, they merge all into remember. one. But it's gone from that and barely having a connection to the current roster and current storylines to being a kind of integral part. We could see, you know, the WWE Championship change hands in the Elimination Chamber on Saturday. It's an intriguing watch, this. Yeah, especially this one that's taken over a pay-per-view that's kind of an in- integral part of the WWE calendar and has been for a really long time. It's a huge part of the road to WrestleMania, and now it's just in Saudi Arabia. Um, so, you know, ignoring atrocities and things, the last show was really, really good fun. In, mm. uh, like the end of the day, it was one of the <laughs> better shows. <laughs> you know, ignoring the, the you know... Atrocities. <laughs> yeah, ignoring all that stuff. Um, it was good fun. And I think this one's shaping up to be a good fun show. I don't think it's going to set the world on fire, but I think it's going to be fun. And yeah. That's Who do you think leaves the chamber as, as WWE champion? I think you've got to go with Brock at this point and go with the Roman versus Brock at WrestleMania unless they are really, really desperately changing their plans for WrestleMania now that other people are available. Really interesting pitch I got from, I think it was Kid Icarus on, on Twitter. Do apologize if I've got that wrong. Suggesting that... Um, Brock leaves as WWE champion. Goldberg leaves as Universal champion. Oh, no. And we get Big E versus Goldberg for the Universal title, and Brock picks Roman despite the fact that Brock won the Rumble. Any chance? I'm going to go with a no. <laughs> I'm going to go with a hope not. Anyway, if, I, if, I'd love that to happen. But even Honestly, I, I would laugh my head off if this happened. If they... Spent years now with this Roman Reigns character, bringing him back, putting him on an undefeated streak, making him champion forever, just to have Goldberg beat him in a Saudi show. That would be absolutely hilarious. I was going to say, when has that ever happened? Yeah, you see the same Brock Lesnar leaving WWE champion? Yeah, it feels like they are going to do title for title. And even if they have any kind of buyer's remorse or booker's remorse about that, they're not beating... Brock Lesnar this close to Mania. It's just Occam's razor. Absolutely not going to happen. They'll probably do title for title. How they get around having... Like, USA will be annoyed, one would expect, in the extreme, if, in fact, they do title for title, unless the champion does both brands. So, inevitably, it will get split apart, and then they'll unify it again, and then they'll split it apart. Nothing matters. Um, but, yeah, I can say going for title for title. Um... It's such a... I just want to know if Cody's going to be there, man. That's the intrigue. <laughs> yeah. That Do you want intrigue. Cody to date? Like, if you could pick a debut, would it actually be at a Saudi show? I want the best for Cody Rhodes. But wishing the best for Cody Rhodes in WWE is a total pipe dream. Part of me thinks that he himself would probably want it to be as interesting and as, like, wild card factor as possible. Like, deep down, he knows he's not going to be, like critically adored like he has been for the last however many years in WWE hopefully he's just thinking just let's have a ride just ha- let's have a journey craziest stuff imaginable mm. um, you don't have too long to capitalise on the amount of like discourse yeah, that's out there about this absolutely so he, potentially like I'd rather he debut in front of a North American crowd if I'm being perfectly yes, yeah. honest because plus it's a weird one way because it's like it's like lunchtime in the States. So I always anticipate that it gets less viewership than like a Sunday night paper. It would be yeah. very, very, very WWE if in fact he debuted there. But like 
the tribalism. I, I can't speak for the Saudi Arabia wrestling fans. And just to clarify, we don't begrudge them for no, like no, no, professional yeah, God, no. wrestling. If WWE just simply did shows in Saudi Arabia and sold tickets and people bought those tickets, it's a completely different thing. So I don't begrudge the people for going and having fun. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not particularly invested in the Saudi Arabia fandom scene, but I can't maybe they are completely and utterly awful just like the north americans <laughs> about the tribalism but given this the sheer tribalism that i witness firsthand on twitter all the time from a largely north american um twitter base i would just love to see it happen there mm. I, th- I think it's probably not going to happen tomorrow in my opinion um he's been poland we just reported that on the news. Yeah, mm, indeed. Um, so who knows? You know, make sure you that join us for somewhere. our <laughs> chamber live stream tomorrow afternoon here in the UK on our YouTube channel. Um, my prediction: we did a did a Cody Rhodes's WWE return, what to expect video uh, just the other day and podcast. Uh, and I, one thing I forgot to mention was my prediction for when he uh, debuts, which I think is going to be the SmackDown the Friday before AEW Revolution. That is a good week. It just strikes me as something that, yeah, yeah, they do that. Was that let's two weeks a, today? That's been a good spite show. <laughs> Love a bit of spite. Uh, running down the rest of the card, I don't see, I assume you agree, that any other title changes. Becky Lynch probably retains against Lita. I don't see the Usos dropping the tarts to the Viking Raiders, especially considering how they've been booked <laughs> on Friday nights. Uh, again, Roman Reigns probably defending the title uh, successfully against Goldberg. In terms of who goes on to WrestleMania from the r- women's uh, Raw Elimination Bianca Chamber. Blair. Yeah, Belair. In agreement there? Yeah, probably. Unless they just do Alexa Bliss because they love Alexa Bliss. Love Alexa Bliss. I love it. Are we getting full Lily cosplay from, from Alexa? Or is she's, she's fixed the, now. She's the dark goddess now, isn't she? Or whatever it is. I don't know. She's, she's fine. She's fixed. He fixed she's her. Cured, I yeah. think, is the word. Cured. Our favourite... Perversely entertaining aspect of the Saudi Arabia show this week is uh, that Ronda Rousey in Saudi Arabia is working a match <laughs> with use of only one hand. In uh, Saudi Arabia, with, uh, one hand. Does anyone think about these things when they write them down it's on it's a piece a, of paper? It's a promotion of complete <laughs> morons. Well, anyway, let us know your thoughts on everything we've discussed on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Enough of all this. It's now time for a good quiz. And look away from the screen. This <laughs> week's quiz is brought to you by Kaker. Kaker, that's what I'm going with. Okay. If you want uh, your name associated with the hashtag Bloody Good Quiz, all you need to do is subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on iTunes and leave us a five star review, just like Kaker, who writes, they have to do three so they can get to the bin monster. I assume that's in reference to something, but I have no <laughs> idea what. <laughs> I don't know whether, like, half of the reviews See, got deleted. the wrong podcast. <laughs> They have to do three, so then they get to the bin monster. That's something to do with the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders? That's a long time ago. It was a recent review that was... Kega, please, please do get in contact. (laughs) Is he crying out for another Street Profits Viking Raiders match? The only person on Earth who not only is doing that, but has also remembered that feud took place. (laughs) Uh, So, yes, this week's quiz. Usual rules, ten questions, multiple choice, shout your name, wait for me to come to you. It's just for fun, of course. So I don't get a prize. No, oh, no, Phil no. doesn't get a prize. No, no one does. Um, but <laughs> get to go home, I guess. This uh, <laughs> this week's quiz is a little bit different. Okay. Normally it's a topic, isn't it? But I felt with this be- week being as mad as it is, I've just sort of chucked all the topics together. So this is a quiz all about Cody Rhodes, Stone Cold, and an Elimination Chamber. 
So Fair. I feel like, do you know what this feels like? You know, the Super Bowl had like Dre, Eminem, Snoop, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar, and 50 Cent as a surprise guest. It's like, cool, what do you do next year now? <laughs> like, God forbid what we do for next week's quiz. Well, that's it's future Adam's problem, isn't it? Uh, okay, question number one. Uh, this is a first question, by the way. This specific question uh, is an either or. So if you get it wrong, the point automatically goes to your opponent. It's the elimination chamber section of the quiz. Okay. Which match was longer at last year's elimination chamber? Was it the Miz versus Drew McIntyre? Can't remember that ever happening. Oh yeah, I can. Or Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan? <laughs> I forgot it too, guys. Bill, why not? Surely, please let it be Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. It's not going to be, is it? Yeah. <laughs> One minute, 36 seconds. Uh, Miss Drew, Drew McIntyre was 30 seconds long. Wow. That was the Miz's cash-in, of course. And Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan was after Bryan won the entire chamber, and they went, cool. Oh, yeah, Title match right now, then. Of course, I remember that. How'd they get away with that one? It was, it was, a, it was a different time. It was, uh, okay, one point to Bill. Uh, question number two. Who was the first person ever eliminated from an elimination chamber match? Was it Booker T, RVD, Kane, or Chris Jericho? Bill, RVD. He's on Yay! a roll today. Was that the same one, Sige, where he nearly killed Triple H? Uh, yes, I believe so. I think they're not what I'm looking and, for. And, uh, like, if I recall correctly, because he did the, the five-star frog splash, yeah. and he caught Triple H in the throat, who, who promptly said... Right, question number three. Uh, I want to give a shout-out, by the way, to Andrew O'Hara, who sent me a very detailed Elimination Chamber quiz... But uh, I only saw it after I'd written up this quiz. <laughs> so I I'll just nick one of his. Uh, so thank you once again to Andrew Hara for a brilliant Elimination Chamber quiz. Uh, he asked this question. How many former Elimination Chamber participants are now under contract with AEW? And don't let the numbers throw you off here. I haven't, I'm just reading the order he's written them in, so there's no psychology, no Cleary-esque working out this. Is it A, 3, B, Nine, <laughs> C, <laughs> five, or D, seven? How many former Elimination Chamber participants are now under contract with AEW? Ooh. Three, no, three, nine, five, or seven? Why not? Seven. Oh. <laughs> 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 Hang on, let's try that one again. No, dear, that's wrong. <laughs> It's not seven. <laughs> right. Moxley, Punk, Brian, Jericho. So it's, what did he say? Seven. Yeah. Seven. Three, nine, five, or seven? Or three, nine, or five. And he said seven. He said seven, and that is incorrect. It's not three, because I've just said four. So it's either five or nine. Correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, no, no, no. Five. 
No, dear, that's wrong. Nine. It's nine. Oh, it was ten before Cody buggered off, in Andrew's words. <laughs> Who did you get so far? CM Punk, Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Brian Danielson. Is Malachi Black ever in one? Uh, no, nope. Jake, no, Jake Hager. Uh, Jesus Christ, I forget he exists. Paul White. <laughs> oh, man. Mark Henry. Mark Henry, Ruby Soho, and Christian Cage. Ruby Soho, my God. Okay, still 2-0. Question number four. We're moving into the Cody Rhodes section of the quiz now. Who was Cody Rhodes' last match in WWE against? Was it Sami Zayn, Apollo Crews, The Big Show, or Zack Ryder? Phil, Big Show. No, dear, that's wrong. <laughs> well, the other options? Sami Zayn, Apollo Crews, or Zack Ryder? Sami Zayn. No, dear, that's wrong. Zack Ryder? That was Zack Ryder on an episode of Superstar. Of course that's it quite, was. That's quite poetic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought that was nice. Uh, question five. What year did Cody Rhodes join WWE's main roster? Sidgwick. Oh. And 2007? Play this for you. 90s! <laughs> Yay! Yay. <laughs> Great work. 2-1. Uh, That's halfway, by the way. 2-1. Okay, question number six. <laughs> Which of these wrestlers were not bagged by Cody Rhodes? <laughs> Remember that was a thing? Yeah. Might be a thing again. Whoa! <laughs> uh, Randy Orton, Ted DiBiase Jr., Daniel Bryan, or CM Punk? Which of these wrestlers were not bagged? Phil. Punk? Yay! Yay. Yep. Don't put a bag on that, Ed. Nah. Uh, right. So 3-1. Four questions to go. <laughs> Question seven. To this stone cold section now. <laughs> Question seven. Which show hasn't Stone Cold Steve Austin been on? He's been on three of these. Or hosted. Redneck Island. Chuck. Hannah Montana or Dilbert? <laughs> He's been on three of them. <laughs> oh, my. Give us the options again. Redneck Island, yep. Chuck, Hannah Montana or Dilbert? Sidgwick, Hannah Montana. Yay! <laughs> uh, I think it was Cena. I found that from his filmography or whatever it is. Course. Yeah, she was on Dilbert. Course. He hosted Redneck Island, apparently. Not a regular viewing. Dilbert's one of those yeah. like 90s artifacts that doesn't really have much of a cultural imprint, but Austin was in the 90s. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was Because uh, it, it was around that time I was looking and it was like Dilbert, if you celebrity death match, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, oh, just I love celebrity death match, man. <laughs> I doubt it's aged well. No, yeah, yeah, I think you're probably also right very much doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring it back. Let's not, eh? Uh, what's that? 3-2? Three, 3-2, two? Three, two, yeah, I think three, it two. is. Okay, three questions to go. Uh, who was Austin's last TV match against? We all know, of course, he faced The Rock in his last wrestling match. But who was his last TV match against? Was it Ric Flair, Eddie Guerrero, Eric Bischoff, or Booker T? What are the options again? Ric Flair, Eddie Guerrero, Eric Bischoff, or Booker T, who was Stone Cold Steve Austin's last TV match against. Bischoff was no way out, so I don't mean to do rematches from pay-per-views all the time. 
Sidgwick Booker T. No, dear, that's wrong. Ooh. What were they again? Ric Flair, Bischoff. What was the other one? Uh, Ric Flair, Eddie Guerrero, Eric Bischoff, or Booker T. I will go with Flair. No, dear, that's oh, wrong. He's these weird flashbacks with the, whenever anyone says in person between us, like yeah. Flair, with the weird chop game that we had for a while. Oh, a lot of PTSD yeah. with that. It's Eric Bischoff. <laughs> mm. uh, no DQ match that went four minutes. Course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Uh, oh, it was, it was a fair few weeks after No Way Out, but even so. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> uh, so if you get this one, Sige, uh-huh. you'll take it to the final question, which is my favorite question. Question nine How old was Kevin Owens when Stone Cold Steve Austin had his last match? <laughs> was he 14, 16, 18, or 20? Sidgwick. Phil, ooh. 18. That's what I was going to say. Yay! Ah, taking it to the final question. He was 18, yeah. I don't know why I paused. <laughs> <laughs> He's 37 now. Is that right? That's Am I correct. I'm going to double check that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's final. He's, he's, he's 37. Yeah, yeah. No, just double checking. Uh, okay, so three each comes down to this final question. We've had questions about Stone Cold Steve Austin. We've had questions about Cody Rhodes. We've had questions about Elimination Chamber. Three questions each. So, only right that the final question be about cold. What is the coldest temperature <laughs> <laughs> ever recorded in the UK? <laughs> that's Stone Cold. That ain't, that ain't cold. Stone Cold. Oh, they tried to get that over, didn't they, for a bit? Yeah, what are the options, mate? <laughs> right, okay. Is it? They're all minus. Of course. It's in Celsius for our American listeners as well. Okay. Celsius. <laughs> Is it minus 17.2? Is it minus 22.2? Minus 27.2? Or minus 32.2 degrees Celsius? Sorry, I got lost in a dream there. I lost in a thought. Doing... A, a mocking version of Americans saying Celsius reminds me of that dickhead Tucker Carlson, right? Right. <laughs> he talked about how he was baffled about the metric system and he didn't like the fact that America was flirting with bringing it in. Kilograms. <laughs> he said that. kilograms. Ain't that stupid face that he does when he looks thick? Which <laughs> just asking questions. Dang, he's just asking questions. Um, what are the options? Uh, it's minus seventeen point two, minus twenty two point two, minus twenty seven point two, or minus thirty two point two. Sidgwick minus seventeen point two. No, dear, that's wrong. Bill minus twenty seven point two. Yeah. It's always me on bloody easy. Just dropping, eh? It was in in Scotland. Of course. Andy was here and he got it right. From uh, 1982 and 1995, respectively, in two different areas that I can't be bothered or am able to pronounce (laughs) in Scotland. And Andy's. Let's have a look, I'll try. Braemar? Oh, I'm doing an American accent. Braemar. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have (laughs) <laughs> in Scotland, is it? Yeah, I'll have it. <laughs> so congratulations, Phil. Yay. You know the most about Stone Cold, Cody Rhodes, the Elimination Chamber, and most importantly, <laughs> Cold. 
Right, let us know your thoughts on how you uh, got on on this week's quiz and your thoughts, I should say, on all of this week's bonkers stories, basically. A wild, wild week. I'm off for a lie down, but do join uh, Phil Chambers and Michael Hamper for our Elimination Chamber live stream on our YouTube channel tomorrow. Myself, Sidge and Hamper will be reviewing the show on Monday. Fallout! And all the fallout from it, indeed. Uh, you can follow Phil Chambers on Twitter at... Phil My Chambers, and you can follow Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. And you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we Raw, SmackDown, NXT, but AW AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events, and we have wrestling culture with a bloody good quiz every week. Well, my thanks to Phil, to Sidge. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you soon. live studio audience. Oh, it's only smoking wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.